Hi, everybody. I'm Jimmy DeYoung. You're listening to Prophetic Perspective. This is an opportunity for you to be able to glean some information about current events in light of biblical prophecy. We're going to be listening to a portion of my audio series. It's a five-part, five-hour audio series on CD entitled The Babylon Factor, and it focuses on what is happening in modern-day Iraq and how that plays into the end-time prophecy that's laid out in the entire Word of God. Will you take a moment now, listen to this, and then I'll tell you how you can get your own individual copy of The Babylon Factor. Right now, let's listen to the study. You got just a second? Keep your finger here. Go over to Jeremiah chapter 7. I want to show you something very interesting. In Jeremiah chapter 7, verse 16. Jeremiah is the weeping prophet. Jeremiah is the one who is so concerned about his people. Most of Jeremiah is a message of retribution against the Jewish people. There's a couple of chapters, 45 to 51 out of the 52 chapters, we're talking about 45, 46, 47, 48, 49, 50, and 51. Seven chapters out of 52, he talks about the rest of the world. But most of the time, he's going after the Jewish people. He's trying to exhort them about the judgment that's coming. Chapter 52 is a record of the fall of the Babylonian Empire. In chapter 7, look what he says, or God says to him. Chapter 7, verse 16. Therefore, pray not thou this people, Jeremiah, neither lift up cry nor prayer for them, neither make their intercession for the, for me, to me, for I will not hear thee. Why? Seest thou not what they do in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem? The children gather wood, and the fathers kindle the fire, and the women knead their dough to make cakes to the queen of heaven? Queen of heaven. That's Semiramis. Make cakes? That's the hot cross buns? Oh, the cross is not a cross, it's a T for Tammuz. Tradition says that the queen of heaven in the 44th chapter as well, it's five times used there. I'll not go over there because of time. It says that the queen of heaven, Semiramis, was actually prior to the flood. And she was preserved in an ache that was ornate in its beauty. And thus they would worship the queen of heaven, eggs and have hot cross buns. Sound familiar? Kind of like Easter, which is a pagan worship. You say, well, the Bible uses the word Easter, 12th chapter of the book of Acts. Yes, and you know what that word is? Pesach. It's used... It's used 18 times in the New Testament. Every other time it's translated. See, Pesach is the word for Passover, not Easter. Translators sometimes pervert their translation to fit their theology. 
the queen of heaven. Oh, by the way, Tammuz, you got Jeremiah? Go to Ezekiel chapter 8 just for a second. Ezekiel chapter 8. What I'm trying to show you is that this philosophy that was established at Babylon, a one-world religion, is going to continue on. And you're going to see its ultimate goal when we trace that. Chapter 8 of the book of Ezekiel. You know what chapter 8 of Ezekiel is? It is the return of Ezekiel from the Babylonian captivity by God. He brings him into Jerusalem. He takes him into the temple. As he goes into the temple, he sees this image of jealousy outside. That's an obelisk. What is an obelisk? That is, say, a tower, just like was the one in Shinar. It's in the temple complex. It's before the altar. And God says, I don't like that, Ezekiel. Then he takes him inside, and he shows him all the animals. Look at verse 10. So I went in, and I saw, behold, every form of creeping thing, and an abominable beast, and all the idols of the house of Israel portrayed upon the wall round about. They had all kind of paintings and pictures on the walls of the temple portraying idolatry. Look over here in verse 14. Then he brought me to the door of the gate of the Lord's house, which was toward the north. And he said, Behold, there sat women weeping for Tammuz. This was a convent of virgins weeping for Tammuz. And then you read down, the priests had their back to the Holy of Holies and their faces toward the east, looking at the sun, worshiping the sun. Have you ever heard of any religion that is a mother-son cult, S-O-N cult, that has the priests with sunburst behind their heads? That has a convent of virgins that worship the sun? And established at Babel by Nimrod, Semiramis, a one-world government, and a one-world religion. Now, I'll give you this clue. On Thursday, we're going to go to chapters 17 and 18 of Revelation, and I'll show you how all this culminates in fulfillment of John's revelatory message. Tomorrow, we're going to trace this mother-son cult And tomorrow we're going to talk about a visible sign of a one-world religion and a one-world government in place today. Moving to capture the world. I'll give you just this hint. It's called Islam. See you tomorrow. (laughs) Same time, same station. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, thank you for the book. You know, we're, we're kind of laboring through some foundational information. But this is a conference, a Bible conference. This is a time of really getting solid evidence of where we're going. Not just half heartedly saying, this is this. I want to give a background, a foundation for our understanding. And it's good for us to reason in the word together. Thank you for the attentiveness of these dear people. Thank you for the privilege you've allotted me to be able to spend time studying and then to teach these precious souls. 
who are eager to understand your word. And what is so thrilling is, in all, we ought to be standing, realizing you want us to know about this. That's why you wrote the book. Thank you. And as we get a better understanding, might we have that philosophy that Harry just mentioned? Maybe we'll be here tomorrow. That maybe becomes more definite each and every moment of every day. And if we are here tomorrow, help us to live in a great anticipation of your soon coming. Thank you for what you're going to do because we spent time in your book this morning. My precious name, amen. Thank you for taking a few moments to listen to this portion of a five-hour, five-part audio series on CD that is available. This is entitled The Babylon Factor. We've been focusing on Iraq and the continuing activities that are absolutely setting the stage for Bible prophecy to be fulfilled. The name of this series, The Babylon Factor, it's a must. If you have a friend there or know someone that has a family member or a friend in Iraq, they need to have this series entitled The Babylon Factor, which gives them a prophetic perspective on what is happening in that unique part of the world. This five-part, five-hour audio series on CD is available. You can call our toll-free number. It's 877-674-3298. That's 877-674-3298. Or go to our website, www.prophecytoday.com. You can order your copy of The Babylon Factor by either calling or going to the website. I want to thank you for taking a few moments to study the prophetic scriptures with us. By the way, remember, everything we've talked about in this study indicates that Jesus Christ is coming soon. But the rapture takes place. That's the calling up of all of us who know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. It happens seven years before Babylon really comes to its conclusion. And that rapture could happen at any moment. Having said that, nothing left for me to say, except let's keep looking up until...